Are you familiar with genetic editing? Changes will be incredibly unpredictable. Is he the only one? Oh, you didn't know about the 30-foot wolf? Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Substandard, sponsored by Wink Wine Club. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you The Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Just look at our podcast and search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and do leave a review. Gentlemen, how are we? JVL, what's going on? Where have you been? I was up in New Jersey. I had to go up and give a talk. Oh, thank goodness it was New Jersey, because on the text you said I was up in BJ. Yeah, you said BJ, and I was like, is that oh, I meant short MJ. for something? And, and, then, I and then I went to Google Image, and I said, what is BJ? What is oh, BJ? Oh, did you do Ask Siri? Ask Siri shows. Oh, really? Siri shows all sorts of things, too, if you ask <laughs> And then I went to BJ, BJ City. BJ City. Oh yeah, know, so, yeah. So, but that, no. So it was NJ. I did that. I wound, up, I wound up at a BJ's warehouse. Where oh, were you? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was some you, sort of you a farm. You were at a house. <laughs> <on it. laughs> That's one of JVL's favorite oldie. That's an oldie, but a goodie. It's harvest time on the <laughs> yeah. on the something farm. Uh, actually, it was our um, colleague uh, Dan Halper who told me. I bet you it's NJ. Because it's B and N right next to each other. So, yes. where, whereabouts in New Jersey? I was up in Morris Town, not oh, the, the other Morris. For town. those of us who live in New Jersey, that's in the northern right. frontier. That's way no, up, that's near Vernon. That, no, that's it's not like near Morris Town versus versus Morris Morris Town. Never mind. Uh, that's where he's. That's from. where I grew up. Guys, you're doing very you're doing very narrow <laughs> shtick here. You're doing shtick that appeals to about Jersey people are everywhere. Thirty three people. So I was up there speaking to some wonderful people in finance. From, oh, uh, from well, MetLife. That they, sounds on, good. They were, it, finance people are the best people. Finance people are the best people, and if they ever wanted anyone from the oh, substandard to talk about any sort any of you know, time, any we, if this by the way, if this specific. radio show had sound effects, there would be the ching sound right now. I would press that button, All, or alternately the boy. <laughs> Uh, so, I ahead, wasn't talking please. about substandard. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, and I had a lovely time, and I stayed in a beautiful hotel, the Morristown Governor Morris. Oh, yes, Governor 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 yes, Morris. Of course, of course. And, yeah. uh, and I slept in a king-size bed with no children waking me up, That's which was fantastic. Bad. And I left in the middle of a 48-hour stomach bag at home for our eldest daughter. Just in was, time for you. I'd say, coming and going. Yeah. Which is the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh-huh. the worst. Yeah. And it was great. And I, so I got to see my in laws while I was up there. And okay. it was love. I love my in laws. I have uh-huh. a really wonderful relationship with my in laws. Got to do some tech support. Did you talk about Duke? Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about Duke because, you know, when they're losing, <laughs> we don't talk about Duke. Uh, and, uh, and. <laughs> Wait, question. Question. Yeah. Is it just Duke basketball or is it Duke basketball and Duke football? Just basketball. Just basketball. Just, okay. just coach K. Just because he does it the right way, he's a winner. Plays it the right way. So I do. I do a lot of tech support. I don't know if you guys are like this with your in-laws or or parents. And uh, so a lot of a lot of it has been iPhone related over the last couple years because I got my mother-in-law onto an iPhone. Oh, and I have uh, not even managed that. And it's great. She she doesn't listen to the show ever, so I can talk freely here. Uh, She and I have a a really truly lovely relationship. And she is this kind of saintly woman who is just incredibly patient, incredibly kind, is always looking on the bright side of people and and like an innocent, like a naif. 
And uh, I remember when I got her her latest iPhone about a year ago, I was showing her the feature where you can like doodle a message to somebody. Do you remember this? Oh yes, 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 yes. With your, and yeah. so you could like you know Use draw a heart or yeah, something crazy. like that. And uh, and so I waited until I had sent her home back to New Jersey because we had bought this when we, she was down by here. And then once I knew she was not driving and she was home, I doodled her a picture of a dick <laughs> and sent it to her. What? And, and I got back that. Oh, you're so wicked. <laughs> Wow. That's, and this is the type of relationship I have with my mother in law. So we went to wow. see a movie okay. together. I didn't see that I didn't see that coming, that was, so to yeah, speak. That's, that's a Shyamalan like <laughs> twist. It was I was like Jonah Hill in uh in You're just in, drawing dicks. In, yeah, yes, at the end just, and, of um yeah, super bad. So so we uh went out to dinner with she and my father in law. My mm-hmm. father in law was not interested in coming to see Rampage, and so my mother in law and I went to see Rampage together. Wow. Oh my god. Does he hate him? First time in my life. I've ever been in a movie theater without a single other soul. Uh, and so we put best. our feet up on the seats in front wow. of us and we sat there and kibitzed throughout the entire movie. You told me movie. there was nobody there? Were they, were Le- they, were, there was one other human being. Oh my gosh. Period. And that was the person who worked at the theater. And they did a combined tickets and concession stand, and yes. that was it. There were no I've other human that. beings in the cinema were complex. Re- uh, recl- what kind of theater was it? Reclining? Yeah, well, I was this was a nineteen eighties era. Oh wow! Theater. So was you it actually- at least stadium seating. Oh no! Oh nice! Oh no no no! So really old like- school. And so we sat yeah. there like taking selfies of each other with the the movie in the back. I could have recorded the entire movie and yeah, uploaded and it onto BitTorrent, yeah, no, and nobody no, would have known or yeah. cared. And we got to kibitz. But about you would the movie never do that. As I would never do CC that. CC FBI. Piracy is wrong. Piracy is wrong. The worst thing in our society. People who are pirates, movie pirates, should have their eyes gouged out. I would actually be okay with cutting their dicks off. And drawing pictures of it and sending it to your to your mother in law. <laughs> to my mother in law. So, Vic, do you ever do that with your mother in law, with Mrs. Dwyer? Do you ever like send her like little naughty doodles and stuff? No, but no. Uh, we often try to get digs in on each other all the time. So, you oh, know, so you guys are more ball busters. Yes, than, yes, we like, are. Our relationship is mostly that. And trying to scandalize from time her. To time, from time to time, joking around that, you know, the two of us would be great in the curling competition, that we would be a team, you know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> I mean, just little things like that, mostly, but lo- mostly a lot of um, ball busting. Of each other, so yeah, so different. Dick's is, a different it is, sort. It is. It is. It is. Uh, that was my weekend. How about you boys? Well, so, I mean, it was a great show in my absence. I don't remember what it was about, but it was lovely. Chappaquiddick. Oh, that's right. Yes, it was Chappaquiddick. Yes, and you guys were were well, making fun and we had, ridiculing him. Because the the Beacon had their, their uh, field day, that's and we right. had the whole theater to ourselves. But there was eighteen of us, and it was great. That's right. And you killed Arlie Army while I was gone. I mean, can you believe this? <laughs> I swear to God. So no, people, it was if you, if you, it was if unnecessary. You if you too. haven't, if you haven't it listened was, to the Free Beacon podcast, uh, Vic Vic guest starred a couple episodes ago, I did. and he just out of nowhere brings up Arlie Army coming to the to the free or to the to the Weekly Standard right. office a few years back. And like talking to us, it was a and, throwaway line. And I, you know, of course, Vic has to insert himself into everything. You know, Vic is it usually so usually the person who sits in that chair. It's the Natalie Johnson chair. Doesn't talk oh. uh, in Unless the second in, in the second half of the show. He, she just sits there. And but uh, Vic was very this chatty was, and wanted to talk about Arlie Ermy. This was who's dead now. We, we were talking who's about dead now. We were talking about the Cynthia Nixon interview. And I said, oh, yeah, people actually don't really care about the politics. They want to talk about sex in the city. Yeah, yeah. And I said, that reminds me when Arlie Ermey came yeah, yeah. to the Weekly Standard, and we wanted to talk about Vic Full had Metal to be, Jacket. Vic had to be the center I of attention. I love Arlie Ermey. Just Vic. Everyone had Arlie to pay Ermey. attention to Vic. He tried to do, he tried to do Gene. I f- 
and put the kibosh <laughs> on that. I was that, that, um, yeah, but you know what? He still found there were many. Like, he there was, were many hey, puns. He was like, I, can we this? can we do can we do Gene? Can we do Gene? And Liz was like, Yeah, I sure, I ball. guess. I she had the ball. She doesn't really. She never I says Matt. She never says no to anything. And and I just sent an email that said no. And I Matt had, was like, Good, yeah, because I thought you that know was what? dumb well, too. I, had, I thought that was a dumb, yeah, terrible <laughs> idea. Matt said that was fine with me, and you scared him. You scared him into changing his mind. Can I make a request? There were plenty of puns, nevertheless. Can I get Biff Diddle as a guest on the show? Biff Diddle has disappeared to the jungles yeah, of Borneo. Know. We don't know where. Well, he's got a sat phone. <laughs> we can talk about Biff be, off air. Yeah, that's really interesting. Okay. Actually. Okay. Sonny, how are you? Uh, I'm great. So yeah. I, I was oh. telling Vic. Oh, I was this telling is Vic, good. So oh, I can't wait for this segment. There's, there, there, was a, there's an, a, there was an event in D.C. this week. Uh, we're actually taping Thursday morning. So this yes, was, we, this we was really Tuesday. Are. We this really are. Tuesday, Tuesday morning this happened. Uh, the director, William Friedkin, who directed French Connection and The Exorcist and uh, Sorcerer and Some To Live and Die in L.A., um, uh, was in town uh, to for the U.S. premiere of his new documentary. It's about an hour, an hour, eight minutes, 68 minutes, something like that, called The Father. I'm sorry, The Devil and Father Remorse. Uh, up our alley, uh, and it's it's basically about a real life exorcist. It's like the the Vatican's exorcist. Who uh, can he exorcise the commie from the Vatican? I don't. I don't. Oh. Well, he's dead now, so oh. he he oh, died no. in 2016. But anyway, yeah, so you, know, this, you know what killed him? Communism. The communism <laughs> of the Pope. Right. The fake uh, Pope. Uh, well, so anyway, so uh, anyway, this this documentary. So William Friedkin was in town to lead a walking tour. Of the Georgetown locations for The Exorcist, so like we're did that take place at Georgetown University? And it was on Georgetown University. It's the first time I'd ever been to Georgetown I know University. You'd not been on campus I've, I mean, before. I've been I've been to Georgetown, the area of yeah, DC, you saw, you know, and the stairs a thousand times. Stairs, you know? But you go on campus. But, but it was on campus, what, what, and it was really it was really lovely. I can understand why somebody would want to go <laughs> to university there. I know it's it's a really nice school. They have the, that nice little chapel oh, kind of in the quad where, where I got married. Dahlgren Chapel. Dahlgren Dahl- Chapel. Oh, how did and you we, know? You know that we, we, we went inside. And and uh, Mr. Friedkin was showing us all, you know, how he, he did the shots, and it was actually very, it was very, it was a very interesting talk. I'm going to be writing about it for Friday, so I don't want to spoil too much. Um, but uh, but I I had quite quite a good time, and we kind of walked all around. We went to the Exorcist steps. He went down the steps. He didn't want to go back up them because he's like, I'm, I mean, he's 82. He's 82. Steps. He's, it's a lot. It's 75. It's is that it's, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, the it, steps it's itself, steep. You mean. Yeah, it's steep. It's, it's steep, and it's and like going down was actually mm-hmm. more. Like was the cr- scarier than like, I think going the crew out. teams would practice on that. Yeah. And, you know. Question: Yes, did any rich drunk children of doctors vomit on you while you were on campus? <laughs> no, but I did see a Planned Parenthood sign in one of the windows. Oh. Of course, of the dorms. That does not surprise me. That you can have, but get the crucifixes off the wall. Oh, please! So it was in school. Is this? I don't. I don't know if those were actually dorms, but it's like so. When you walk into the square, the quadrangle where Mm -hmm. uh, Dahlgren Chapel Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. like those rooms that are kind of lining it, are those dorms or? Yeah, they used to be the Jesuit residences, but I'm going to assume that that's not the Jesuit residence anymore. Can you can you tell them the joke about the Jesuits? That uh, Father Father Fields used to say. Oh yeah, because you know we would go, we would I, we would hang out with some of our Jesuit friends, and I remember Father uh, Kevin Wilds came out. He had this fantastic leather jacket, and I said, "What'd you get?" That he said it was a gift. And my friend Peter Lowe says, "Whatever happened to you know the the vow of poverty, Father?" And my friend Father Bear says, "Believe me, if this is poverty, bring on chastity." <laughs> 
<laughs> the uh, good, the Jesuits are amazing. We had we had dinner at the Jezrez once. Yes. Uh, I think you're only allowed one Jezrez dinner if you're only a, a, a wannabe Hoya. And uh, I was shocked Father to Fields? see that the it was no, oh. it was Father Shaw. Oh, um, that's a good one. And uh, and it was amazing. And I was shocked to find a they had better furniture than we had, but they did have the same crate and barrel rugs mm-hmm. that yes. we had in our house <laughs> in the Jezrez. And I just thought this is this is the, if this is fine. This is fine. If I was going to be a priest. This is kind of the way yeah, I would yeah. want to roll. Yeah, sure. It's very comfortable, and they've got a fantastic view. And we go there from time to time with the kids, and we see Father, our friend Father Stephen Fields, who teaches philosophy there. And they love the dining thing because they have – it's the little things that we think is not a big deal, but it's like all you can eat. But it's cafeteria food, but all you can eat. And they love the ice cream box. Yeah. You know, the ice cream, you reach yeah. in, and you don't have to pay. You get whatever you Just, want. You can eat and a million of them. blows their mind. Yeah. Like, ah, I don't know where to begin. I would say that is like the thing that I was most shocked by when I went to college was like – there are just troughs of food everywhere, and you can take as much as you want. And this this is when you, you can, gain you gain some weight. In no, that no, time, didn't no, you, no. So actually, first year first year of college, I I like lost five pounds. I like went what? in at one thirty and came out one twenty five. It wasn't until what? my second year wasn't until my second year when I joined a fraternity and started uh, drinking yes. uh, every night to excess that I that I started putting on weight. Uh, but the uh, but it was it, anyway the, the the thing was very nice. It was and we went into we went we went into Dahlgren Chapel and there was like a little it was like a little um, tub of water the at the baptismal front font? that I like I thought I guess it was like spittoon. to wash your, it was a to spittoon, wash Sonny. to wash your hands. I saw people putting their hands in and they oh, and I and I but it, they played a very mean joke on me. I went in to touch and it, it burnt. And, and it burnt. Yeah, like it was so hot. So many put battery acid exactly. in it. Yeah, and I was like, ah, why is this why is this hurting? But it was just you. But it was just me. Everyone else seemed fine. I don't know. You, you so it's double legacy. Your, your kids are basically guaranteed entrance. And, yeah, and we can't right. afford it, so they're never going to go. Plus, I mean, it makes no sense to go four miles and pay $60,000. It makes, makes no sense. So it's not going to happen. No, even better, because you don't have to pay for housing because they can live at home. Commuter George Yeah, I know. Kids. Nobody won. You knew them, and they were never actually, you know, part-timers were never actually a part of the experience. Well, That's good. So Michael can do it, but Sabrina will live at home. Oh, well, she'll definitely, yes. Right. No, this no, is, no, you don't no, want her, no, no, you don't want Sabrina no, to be no. part of the void, to, like, do you? The, uh, school for girls, as they say. But, uh, yeah. no, I mean, I guess the dream for anybody living in Virginia is UVA, which Sonny lived, because that's the best school around and at a very, very good price. Best school around, very, very low price. Yeah. The, all the smartest and best people, prettiest, yeah. the most attractive. And the most right. And the most and right. The most right. Best. It's really, honestly... It, like I guess I could have gone to Harvard if I wanted, but why? Why do that when I could just go? To our our friend John McCormick went to GW, and that is that is a pricey school. Yeah, here is it the most expensive school. It in is the supposed country? to be the most expensive school. And it's recently, like, he said, "I got to take you around because we had some lunch." And afterwards, we were, were you with the, with me? We were walking through, um, like what you know. They, they don't actually have a campus; it's just the city. You know, so mm. you're walking down blocks. He's like, "Oh, I remember this place, and I remember that place," and I said. To uh, John, I said, at which point in time, like, did you realize, wait a minute, this is in Georgetown. Which, which part was that? <laughs> he did not find it Dick. funny. <laughs> These Georgetown okay. kids. They're terrible. They're terrible. Okay. So I'll tell you what I did recently on Saturday. This is really interesting. I went, this, I do this once Did somebody buy you year. dinner and spirits again? Besides that. <laughs> I... Uh, went through my closet because Kate's like, you know, Michael's outgrown these clothes. I'm putting stuff. We're giving it to Goodwill, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, I'm going to do the same thing because I haven't done this in a while where we give clothes that we don't wear anymore to Goodwill. I don't know how often you guys do it. I did it. And you just find clothes that you – in previous cycles, I convinced myself, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to wear this outfit again. 
and you never do. And it turns out that I'm wearing the same four things over in rotation. And then other articles of clothes just gravitate towards that back of the closet. And then you never, and then you take it out, and suddenly it's from the 90s. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, the only the only clothes a man needs are like uh, a light blue Oxford, a dark blue Oxford, a white Oxford, <laughs> and uh, like a salmon. Uh, oh, oh yeah, and you can yeah, and, and you can yeah. you can vary these up with you know maybe you get a couple button down collar, uh, but if you're if you're an adult male who works in an office, mm-hmm. you need four shirts and like everything else that you have is we totally should, extreme. We, we should have a special segment on sartorial tips by Sunny Bunch. It would be really interesting. What about you, JVL? Do you ever go through and say that's it? I got to get rid of these. things? Yeah, these you... black t-shirts I don't want anymore. <laughs> I'm going to put these black t-shirts on. Yeah, I mean he's basically George Carlin. It's like he's late stage George Carlin. It's not like he's yeah. you know, George Carlin. Did I tell you when I made the the jump from cotton to wool? Did what? we talk about no, that? No, no, we never talked about this. Yeah, you, that you have like merino wool t-shirts? Yeah, merino yeah. wool t-shirts oh, are the greatest sake. thing in the world. Okay. Oh my gosh. How about, how about Supima? Right? Supima cotton. That's nice. Merino wool is better. Is that right? So, uh, but it is funny. You They're see... nature's technical fiber. It's But it, uh, directly on the skin? Because I've got a yeah, lot of merino wool sweaters. I, I wouldn't want to wear them. Soft. No, there's no chafing. Is it softer than silk? I don't amazing. know about that. It's, but, uh, mm, so comfortable. I don't know about that. Uh, my favorite, yeah. my favorite silk. Uh, sorry, uh, no, just no. randomly. The my one of my favorite movies growing up, Short Circuit Two, <laughs> had a great bit about uh, a silk shirt where Michael McKean is playing like he's playing like a thug. He he's really, playing like yes. a he's playing like a like a hood, and he has a silk shirt, and all of the he's like, "Don't mess up my silk shirt." But then Johnny Five is dying, and he rips the silk shirt apart to cover his wounds oh. and save Johnny Five. <laughs> that's it's a really, very that's one a of touching the most moment. touching one of the Fisher most touching Stevens things in, in Short Circuit Two. No, Fisher Stevens was not, but was he the breakout Steve star. Gutenberg was. Gutenberg was back. I remember. Or was it the other way around? Was it the other way around? Maybe maybe it was the other way around. I think it was the other way around. was available. Picked up a paycheck. You're right. You're right. Right, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I had that. Yeah, Ali Sheedy and, and Steve Gutenberg were too big at that point. You know what was so crazy that Fisher Stevens ended up with Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh, Fisher Stevens that is, is a real talent. So, like Billy Joel, Christy Brinkley is one of those. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Billy, well, matches. I, I like Billy Joel. Sorry. Uh, uh, did you have more close talk? Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. I did. I did because uh, I was taking out stuff and I found out like I have one thing. That was still from like Britches of Georgetown. I don't think I have any structure Back left. Back before Britches went because <laughs> Britches of Georgetown used to be a really oh, nice. Oh, that was place. an English hunting store, right? Yes, it was a hunting right. shopper. Uh, and then, and then a couple of other things. And then I usually, I would sometimes I'll take something that's very dated and I'll put it on for show, and then I'll say to Kate, like, "Hey, I'm going to the Third Eye Blind concert. You want to come today? Because it looks really dated." And then I found a T-shirt. Um, and was it the horizontal stripes? I can't do horizontal. I mean, you know, it makes me shorter than I already am. You know what I mean? Shorter and wider. So I try to avoid the horizontal stripes. They make the head look bigger, too. Oh, everything. And so I, I showed Kate. I said, look, I think my mother gave me this shirt from, like, it was Banana Republic. But I said, like, I'm never wearing this one. So isn't this funny? And Kate looks at it and she says, actually, I think I got you that shirt. Oh, <laughs> The I said, first well, present she ever gave ow. you. I said, well, it was like a, it was like a long time ago. She goes, that might have been last Christmas. <laughs> I said, uh, I, it was uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. I always wear it in the boudoir. <laughs> it was, it's very soft. That's what she, I thought. But she goes, but that's fine. She goes, uh, you know, now I know what not to get you. That's okay. So I was happy that uh, it, it wasn't worse because I thought she was going to go on a rampage. Speaking of ah! which. Rampage took the top spot at the box office. I was wondering where he was going with that. Uh, you did. With 30, uh, 34.5 million. 35.7. Um, okay. Modest. Followed by A Quiet Place with 33 million. And Truth or Dare 
In third place with 19 million, what's amazing to me is, of course, Truth or Dare. Is that a horror movie? Yeah, that's the Blum. Bloomhouse. Oh. Bloomhouse. I believe it Cost only. Cost $10 million to make? It's $3.5 according <laughs> to <laughs> Box Office Mojo. And it's going to make all this money. So horror, I guess, really is the way to go. Um, Every movie from now on. That's it. But I mean, it, you can even look at the Rampage results. I mean, you, you, you have a movie like Rampage, which in theory is like, you know, it's got big stars. It has an IP. Uh, and that movie will limp to 100 million domestic, and it's probably not going to do incredibly well overseas. We'll mm-hmm. see. I, you know, Rand mm-hmm. Johnson uh, has big a in bit China. More cash I in. think didn't yes, it? It open big yeah. in China. Yeah, yeah. But but the but the yeah. point is, I like it is it, you know it, you make that movie, and you're kind of like, wow, that's 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 a that's a miss. That's an expensive miss. Mm-hmm. And you make a movie like you crap out a movie like Truth, Truth or Dare, and it's like yeah, 20 million bucks. Oh, It'll very, probably gross 40, 45, mm-hmm. you know. Rampage has already done 142 overseas. Mm-hmm. Oh, overseas mostly total. China, yeah. though. I mean, it's mostly China. Um, I did not see Rampage, but I believe some of you did. JVL. Nailed it. And, of course, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, and Sonny. You were too busy going through your closet to, I, I, to do I the work for not. the show. Yeah. See, I no. just, you couldn't no, pay me like, to see Rampage. Right, I did sure. not want to see Rampage. That's good. No, I, I mean, it's, there's no reason for all three of us to see that the thing happens. that we're talking about. That, that hasn't happened no since Black deal. Panther. No big deal. As long as two. You want to give a review? Wait, did JBL, did you see Black Panther? I, out of respect, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I told you. you I didn't, see, didn't see Black Panther. No, we all saw uh, Ready Player One. We saw Ready okay. Player One. Okay. That was only like two shows ago. Oh, that's true. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sonny, why don't you give the big boy review? JBL, do you want to give the review you... you you like giving reviews sometimes. Do you want to do the review? You hated this movie. I, I kind of liked it, but you hated it, I think. No, you can do it. It's your, okay. it's your job. I don't want to step on your job. <coughs> Besides, uh, you're better at it than I am. You went to UVA. I went to a safety school. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, Johns Hopkins has its, has its virtues, but uh, you're not, you're not going to learn. Name one. You're not going to learn how to write about mise-en-scene. Name one <laughs> virtue of that place. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. It's in Baltimore? It's close to crack. It's... <laughs> If it's you near Camden score Yards. Crack, it's near Camden Yards. You got to walk um, off campus, and it's right there. Where, was Camden Yards open when you were there? I'm not 70. Yes, what, Camden mean, Yards was open. Camden Yards Camden opened Yards when opened I was in, 10 years old. Camden Yards opened in 92? Well, whatever. It opened when. No, way before that. Was it before that? Was way it before 89, that. Yeah. 90? Yeah, way. I was. I it, was no, because like Memorial. It was definitely. Memorial Stadium was open through the 80s. So it was 90 or 91 at the mm-hmm. earliest. Right. Way before I got there. I say it's like ninety two or ninety three. Also accessible and friendly faculty at Hopkins, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> no, those guys are the greatest. Uh, Rampage. So Please. Rampage is, of course, based very loosely on the video game Rampage, which was about monsters that go into a city and you you destroy the city and you try not to get killed by Deeply the people. Fun. It's the most one of the I most like fun it. games that there is. I mean, midway, it just is a midway game. It is. It is totally. It is just button smashing. Which fun. creature did you like to be? I was always the monkey. Yeah, I was always I, George. I was always Lizzie. I bet you liked Ralph the Wolf. No, no, no. No, I, I always I, I the King. I said King Kong. <laughs> oh, I like going with Lizzie. Yeah. Okay. It was the lizard because you could. Uh, it was it was the god. He was the Godzilla knockoff. Yes, that's right. The non branded Godzilla. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so the movie starts. I mean, the movie starts ridiculously and kind of sets a tone for the whole thing with a segment in space where a evil corporation has built a space station from which they can do scientific experiments about gene editing, CRISPR technology, which is like it is treated in this very kind of insidious, like oh, chemical weapons, biological weapons. You know, it's evil and 
and bad. Uh, and on this space station, a giant rat has gotten loose, and it kills it kills Marley Shelton. It kills uh, Wendy Peppercorn from the from the Sandlot. Very sad. Uh, <laughs> what are your classic favorite movies of all time? Absolutely, the Sandlot is great. Uh, so the 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 technology falls to Earth, and it's it it infects a giant. It infects a big monkey at Dwayne Johnson's zoo, and it infects it infects a wolf on the on the plains of Montana. I think it is somewhere the, in the Badlands. The Badlands, and then uh, and, uh, and an alligator or a crocodile, one of the two. I can't remember what they have in Florida. Uh, also alligator. gets gets a uh, gets gators. A, gets Florida a bit of, gators. I don't know. And that becomes man, I'm not the a, lizard. That becomes the. I'm lizard, not a scientist, yeah. man. I don't Where know. The wings um, come from. Do you know what? Uh, well, this is part of the happen. movie. So this is part of the movie. The the gene editing technology they have <sighs> they have created this formula to like give animals the best qualities of all the other animals. So he has like glider Much like wings. Serpentor in GI Joe. Yeah. Yes, yes. Very, that was, very. That, that was that was when they jumped over the shark for me, possibly. <laughs> and that and Sergeant Slaughter, Doctor Mindbender, who Thank was you. absolutely not gay. As, GI <laughs> Joe the movie was amazing. You shut your mouth. Doctor Mindbender, one hundred percent straight. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but. Bare-chested monocle, it's a, little, a handlebar mustache. It's a it, GI Joe was a little before my time. Actually, I was like, I was like yeah, six I was or seven. Say, GI Joe had to be way I was like, blood, or like four or five. Major when, Blood, I thought of as being a real macho man until he was voiced by uh, a very high-pitched voice, kind of uh, Freddie Mercury type. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. what? Okay. Uh, uh, so anyway, the movie is about uh, these animals converging on Chicago and destroying it, kind of like the video game, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, uh, The Rock, uh, is a an ex special forces primatologist, agent, primate <laughs> slash primatologist <laughs> slash anti poaching advocate, oh, good. Uh, who uh, wants to save his buddy George, who he rescued as a child from evil poachers in the in the plains of Africa, and who is fully sentient and makes like <laughs> wordplay jokes, right? Right? No, who stuff. who is like a genius super ape who like uh, who who understands trolling? Yeah. He yeah. understands trolling. He is like the trollingest ape right. of all time, right. which is great. I actually identified very strongly with George. <laughs> I was did. like, this is this is obviously deeply unrealistic, but it's also uh, mm-hmm. kind of how I would like to imagine a you giant ape would he's be. Your spirit animal, exactly. Spirit animal, uh, and they are uh, they're, they're, so. Anyway, the, long story short, there there are evil villains. One of whom is played by the brother sister duo, uh, played by Malin Ackerman, and uh, the guy who's from That's Malin Ackerman. Yeah. What happened? Well, look, she just looks very different because she's got like brunette hair and is very severely dressed, as opposed to say and mannish. Mm, yeah, well, she's always had that kind of like square, angular face, like lantern jaw, and looks like she weighs 185 pounds. I'm just telling you who it is, man. Jeez. So anyway, this movie's kind of a Watchmen uh, uh, reunion because Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays uh, a government agent who, like, we think is kind of bad at the start, but it turns out he's he's more or less a good guy. You know, he's trying to help out, trying to help out Dwayne Johnson, trying to help out the cowboy. Rock. He's just a cowboy. You know, I could basically played out it. why he was a cowboy. Uh, or, or I, I couldn't figure out that he was a cowboy. The the cowboy boots and the giant silver belt buckle, yeah. and then the six shooter that he kept flashing with the pearl handle uh, on, on his, his hip, hip, but never actually used. <laughs> yeah. And then the fact that he kept saying, "You know, this old cowboy is a cowboy." Hey, he's this cowboy. cow. You know what we cowboys used to say? He's, a, he's just a cowboy, Vic. <laughs> you missed. You missed a real cowboy. I'm so glad I missed this movie. Uh, and it was a, a look. Here's the thing. I don't think this is a good movie. Exactly. I don't think it's high art. I don't think there's much going on, but I had a good time 
uh, in the theater. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I like Dwayne Johnson. I like The Rock. I like. I think he's a solid movie star. Um, except he kind of isn't, and we could talk about that a bit more. The, the various strengths and weaknesses of Dwayne Johnson in a moment. Uh, but yeah, I, I I liked it, and I know JBL did not. Okay, thank you, Sonny. Uh, that was a lovely review. Why don't you go ahead and uh, take a break and have a drink? Speaking of having a drink, with online ordering, quick shipping, and personalized recommendations, the only way Wink could make discovering wine you love easier is if they drank it for you. Introducing Wink, spelled W-I-N-C. Wink makes it easy to discover great wine because Wink's wine experts select wines matched to your taste, personalized for you, shipped right to your door, and starting at just $13 a bottle. There's nothing like coming home to a delivery box of delicious Wink wine selected just for you. It's the best day of your month. Just fill out Wink's palate profile quiz. Answer simple questions that your average store clerk wouldn't ask or translate into a recommendation. Questions like, how do you take your coffee and how do you feel about blueberries? Then Wink sends wines curated to your tastes. Uh, The more wines you rate, the more personalized your monthly selections. Each month there are new delicious wines like the insanely popular Summer Water Rosé. No membership fees, skip any month, cancel any time. But why would you? Shipping is covered, and if you don't like a bottle they send you, they'll replace it with a bottle you'll love. No questions asked. Uh, Last time on the show, we had the 2015 Rogue Admiral's Cabernet Sauvignon from Australia, which was extremely drinkable, and the only thing missing was a nice boneless ribeye. I recently also had the 2017 Mercana Malbec from Argentina, uh, and that went in one sitting. That was just fantastic. It was savory um, and also fruit-forward, as we say. Uh, Discover great wine today. Go trywink.com slash substandard. You'll get $20 off your first shipment. That's spelled T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com slash substandard for $20 off. Trywink.com slash substandard. So uh, I had a question, which is uh, on Box Office Mojo, it doesn't say how much the movie cost, but I imagine it was over $100 million to put it together. Did it look like the could you see the money on the screen? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a big giant CGI movie. I think uh, it was. I think it was in the one twenty to one thirty range, mm-hmm, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, from other sources. Uh, box Office Mojo has gotten a little more hesitant about putting box office I figures in there. Lots of dashes in their uh, in their little little summaries, and yeah. I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's just because they they are being more widely used now, and so want to be a little bit more careful about what they That's say. Interesting. Uh, but the uh, but yeah, it was it was you could see. I mean, it's it's a big giant CGI movie with lots of special effects and you know. But this is not going to be uh, another Jumanji for The Rock. No, it is not. Okay, do you think people are just getting tired of it? Is that why are, are people just tired of? Has has he reached? Because people don't say. I read these articles in Variety and in the Wall Street Journal about how Dwayne Johnson now the most bankable star in Hollywood and blah 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 and is, yet right. I look at it and no. then I'm like no, no, I no. don't know I think I'm getting tired of and I like he seems nice but I I feel like I'm done seeing his movie here is what Dwayne Johnson is he is the franchise revitalizer he is the guy that you bring in to get a, a, a series of movies back on their feet uh, we saw this first in the Fra- Fa- Fast and Furious movies uh, we saw it in the Journey to the Center of the Earth movies. Uh, we saw it in Jumanji, which again is like a, a you know kind of a, a. But he 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 has yet to launch a franchise on his own. Is this more or less right, JVL? 
I, I like I cannot actually think of a franchise he has launched on his own. Uh, you look at Baywatch, that was a disaster. You look at this, it's probably it might break even, but it's definitely not. There's nobody's going to be clamoring for a Rampage two, uh, e- either in the either in the audiences or in the studios. Um, uh, San Andreas, well, yeah. Doom was a disaster. I mean, Doom yeah. was a real disaster. Uh, San Andreas did well. I mean, it, it made money, but it didn't you know blow the doors off every uh, off anyone. It, you know, hundred fifty million. Yeah. At home, 300, 400 million overseas. It, it did okay. Um, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think he is a... I don't think he is a star in the sense that people will go see him in anything no matter what. But I do think he is the kind of... he's the uh, He is an X factor that can make otherwise like popular or somewhat marginal properties uh, big things again. Right. The last, JVL. the opening weekends for the last six movies, which I think we can claim are legitimately like Dwayne Johnson vehicles, are thirty-five million dollars, thirty-six million dollars, eighteen million dollars, thirty-five million dollars, fifty-four million dollars, twenty-nine million dollars. So this is where his. Uh, I think it is fair to say that if you put Dwayne Johnson in a generic action movie, his value over replacement player is that he can get you he gets between you thirty to thirty-five mm-hmm. million dollars on your mm-hmm. opening weekend, yeah. and beyond that, he's dependent upon the context in which you're putting him, and he's dependent upon the quality of the movie. Jumanji, everybody says, is a great movie. It's multiple with ten x. <laughs> Actually, wow. more than that. It was eleven x. It was eleven x. That's insane. Uh, it, its final gross was four hundred million off the thirty-six million dollar opening. Um, and when you put him in a dog like Rampage or Central Intelligence, it's going to uh. be a much more typical, you know, two point nine, two point five, three point two. Central Intelligence lagged out, though. I think that did a multiple of. Four did a multiple or so. of like three and a half yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So he's, you know. The the difference may be, A, he is a very bankable star overseas, and he tends to make movies, not entirely, but tends to make movies that are foreign pro- foreign plays. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, the Fast they're and meant for the Fast and, and Furious yeah. movies. Or Rampage. Rampage is not meant, really, in truth, for the, the U.S. domestic market. This is a movie that is meant for China. And I think that when you talk about him as being bankable, that's really what they're talking about a you, the, the list of bankable stars has shrunk down to about like three people total nobody right. is bankable anymore the the properties the intellectual that that is the the, the mm-hmm. real draw now and uh and so i i guess i can see it i i just wish i said this when we talked about it once before i just wish he'd make better choices when he makes good choices movie wise he's really good in them and you know like even Isn't the stupid gi joe retaliation mm-hmm. i'm a huge fan of that movie i think it's yeah. great for being a garbage movie it's a great garbage movie and he's fabulous in it he's funny in baywatch and charismatic in baywatch but the movie kind of stinks and the same thing is this is actually i think his worst performance and uh, and hmm. i don't know if i can blame him on it so much as i blame the the choices of the script. I mean, this is a movie with giant animals blowing up a city that tries to have like full on real relationship concerns about him and his animal. I mean, where they play it totally straight, like with him, you know, he really cares about George. George. And yeah. I just like that. That's a different movie, dude. Like, and it is in a weird way. I wonder if this is his note. Cause that Baywatch does the same thing. Like Baywatch is this ridiculous movie that is a send up of a ridiculous television show, and yet there are all these like really earnest relationship notes in it about. But this is really family, man, and you know. But but he and Zach, what's his name, or Efron, Zach Efron, like you know, they have a real relationship. They're trying to work that out, and and it's all of a sudden not in a movie that is all camp and is all craziness. Like you have these 
earnest relationship moments. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Like, what are yeah. these things doing here? I, I don't know. I had no expectations for this being a good movie. I don't. When I say it's a bad movie, I, I mean I think it is bad on its own terms. Mm. Would you disagree, Sonny? I mean, you thought it succeeded on its own terms. Uh, I mean, I think the terms on which it is trying to succeed is have a series of entertaining action beats surrounded by uh, very broad charisma-based comedy. Not, not like Dwayne Johnson is just kind of fun to look at and and be around. I mean, like I like. People talk about, like, who would you want to hang out with in Hollywood? Like, Dwayne Johnson actually seems like a guy who would be fun to be around. Yes. He's the like, first person counting of this, too, I, which I can't share on the air. Why not? But, uh, because it. I want to betray confidences. What? But a friend of ours from uh, the cruise business. Oh, yes. Uh, spent some, like, a, a long stretch of time with him. Uh, so, and so it was just phenomenal. Awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you guys off air. So he, but he seems like, he seems like a really, like, he, and, and that comes across on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, on screen, and that is why I basically am down for whatever Dwayne Johnson does. Even though I, I'll be honest, I tend to not r- really like his movies. I, I tend like this one. I probably liked a little more than some of the others, but like I think the Fast and Furious movies are trash, as you know. And I like I, <laughs> I actually forgot our take on that because it's been so long yeah. ago. Uh, but I, I, but I, I thought this basically worked on its own terms. Which I, I mean, and look, look, it has a monkey doing troll shtick, which is like obviously. <laughs> Unrealistic, but I thought it was funny. I, well, I'm totally I was unrealistic, totally but that's so. Here's a question for you, a, a genuine question. There is a moment, a spoiler alert, uh, if one must spoil a movie like this. There is a moment, I would say, the beginning of the third act, where Dwayne Johnson and what, Naomi Wood, what's her name, the, the, his co-star, who is the every scientist in this movie is ridiculous, like including Malin Ackerman, who may be a dude, uh, who is like the world's. She is. Whatever. Uh, so they steal the antidotes to turn the the animals back to being normal animals. Well, just to reduce their rage. To reduce That's their all rage, they, the rage yeah. antidotes. Did you notice them injecting George the monkey with the rage antidote? Well, didn't they feed didn't they didn't he eat Mullen Ackerman? <laughs> So he did eat Malin Ackerman, and the reason so they, they Malin Ackerman changes costumes midway through, and she goes from having a business suit to having a red dress. And the minute they did this, I was like, "Oh, this is just fan service for the video game because there's there a woman in a oh, red yeah. dress who would pop it, out of a window, window. and That's they would right. eat her. Yeah. They would yes. like you know pick yes. her up and yeah. drop her into the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, so they're going to make the monkey eat her mm-hmm. as fan service from the movie and." Settle down, Vic, and uh, and that is in fact what happened. Right. But here's the thing: so they but, they but they put they put the they put the stuff in her purse or something. Uh, oh, uh, so he ingested her, and that's how he. Yeah, uh, they never tell you that this is what they're doing. Like they mm-hmm. they make a big show. Of, we've got these mm-hmm. things to inject them with. We've got to inject them with the antidote to make them not rage, and then all of a sudden, George the monkey isn't raging. Now, it may very well be that the the script logic is like, oh, but she has them in her purse, and then I'm, he eats her. That- I'm pretty sure they show her, they show them putting the things in her purse. They may, but this is a, mm-hmm. 
You I'm needed it spelled out more. I, I'm telling you that it reads to me or it looks to me on the screen like something that looks like a mistake. Like, oh, we just forgot to show the shot of like, hey, George is now going to be. And there's never a reaction of like, thank God he ate her and now he'll be okay. Like, you just like George is raging one minute and then he's not raging the other. And everybody just keeps moving as if the script is just, you know, got, well, we've got, we're at 87 minutes. We've got you maybe, maybe, here. maybe you must have missed this when you were talking, when you were kibitzing with your, with your <laughs> mother in law. It's possible, but she said the same thing. She was like, like did did they when did they give the antidote to the monkey and i was like i don't know mom couldn't hard to say uh, uh, okay the whole thing is is bad did you like the uh the when the alligator opened its mouth after uh-huh. going gigantic yes uh he had uh like the pit of sarlacc teeth inside his throat was that also part of the genetic editing that you'd have like maybe extra didn't happen to anybody else but it happened to the wolf well, george didn't grow wings either uh, they had different formulas in the in the they explain again they explain this they all had different formulas so all of them no, were going to do different things. No, I'm not complaining. No, you were, I'm, I'm just you're nitpicking. Design. In, you know, I'm not in ways that are wrong. This was this you're, was not a nitpick. I'm okay this with was nitpicking. A creature desi- this was I'm a okay. creature design comment. Not this was not a complaint. Uh, and I I got to say, the, the the cowboy character not worked for me not at all and it was literally like hey do you remember that movie transformers transformers had a lot of like crazy animals they, they had a color character remember john Turturro? he was just like color and he was like totally gonzo and playing like a different thing from everybody else and he added a lot of like press mm. we should just do that let's get a man in black character and we'll give him some character shtick, shtick. like cowboy uh, and and huh. what, what are we gonna make him I don't know. let's just make him a cowboy it, it was so, again, just taken mm-hmm. on its own. Mm-hmm. A movie like this makes you appreciate the auteur of awesome. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. <laughs> because this is what happens when you have a cut-rate Michael Bay working. Who's the director? Is you get... Uh, Don't even know. Who is the director? No, Brad Payton, maybe? Yeah, yeah Brad Payton, yeah, yeah. Um, who directed San Andreas. And when you get... It makes you appreciate what Michael Bay does. It may be ridiculous, you may not like it. You may think it's bad, but it isn't easy, and not everybody can do it. The, also, uh, Dwayne Johnson's scientist friend would have been a Victoria's Secret model. That would have been another. <laughs> big she plus. she would probably have been a Victoria's Secret. She would have model. looked something like Megan Fox, probably slash yes. biologist. Yes, yeah. right. Well, Both. right. Yeah, I mean, a great I tradition in Hollywood. Choice. There's a great tradition in Hollywood of that. Remember Denise Richards. You know, all, 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 to be Richards. honest, yeah. I, I thought that Dwayne Johnson's primatologist slash special forces <laughs> character was more preposterous <laughs> than, than like than underwear model slash biologist. Yeah. What was it? What was it? Is it Elizabeth Shue who was a uh, cold fusion in the Saint? Yes. Was that she was a Elizabeth physicist. Shue? Physicist. Uh, was a physicist, but and. We have always said the 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 great one of these is is her versus Christmas Jones, which was Denise Richards, uh, also oh, as her, a right, right, physicist right. who discovers cold Christmas, fusion. Christmas Jones, both of whom are yeah. physicists who discover cold fusion and uh, have improbable. Is it Denise Richards traits. or Richardson? Richards, Richards. I'd say my one of my favorite roles I'd seen her in was actually Undercover Brother, and she just plays up that her sort of. Oh, that's right. She is in She's Undercover Brother. She's very funny in that. Actually, she was very funny. One of I thought you were going to go with Wild Things. That is her. That's a separate that's her category. Best. Her that's a separate category. Finest performance yeah. ever. The, um, I'm Ron there, Burgundy. The, there was there are certain things I was disappointed about. In what that were you movie? disappointed I, about in that movie? Vic? Well, they make you think that it's going to be you know her, but they don't. Tr- it's like uh, was it Nev Campbell was the other one? Mm-hmm. It's like you know, not without getting into the what the I don't know. What do you mean? 
I just, you know, as if you didn't know it was well, party of five, Nev Campbell same, immediately. It's the same. I mean, no, I mean not, in terms of as what if my that's expectations, not filed away. I wouldn't know what I mean. With the recesses like, oh, of your I brain. Can't remember, I can't remember if it was her. <laughs> um, was, it, was it? Was it? <laughs> Courtney things, Cox? I don't know. Who was it? There were certain things that just disappointed me in that expectations. Shall I say? Same thing. Starship Troopers. Right? It was the other I gotta, woman. I the other woman in I'm Starship sorry. Troopers in the shower. I was you like, are I the only person I have ever heard in my life. To complain that Wild Things did not deliver on its erotic promise. I have high expectations. What are you expecting? Softcore porn? Well, for, I thought it was on Brazzers for some reason. I didn't know. I just you know, like, what? What is, oh, this Wild is why. Wild Things is like one of this those movies why. that like over delivers no. on, on this. I don't know. No? I, I, I'm with Ozzy. Sonny, do you disagree here? I don't think it over delivers, but I think it delivers basically exactly what it was what, it, what was promised. I'm with Ozzy Osbourne uh, when he was on the Howard Stern show and he was complaining about how he was in a hotel room and he turns on one of these channels, but it turned out to be more Cinemax than it was like Brazz or something, one of those channels that I don't know about. And he says, you know, he goes, I'm str- I'm craning my neck, Howard. I'm trying to look for the meat and potatoes. You know? <laughs> I like that's what he wanted. The meat I like, and potatoes. I like how we've jumped right past like play, the Playboy Channel to <laughs> Brazzers. <laughs> It came up recently uh, on Twitter. Okay, that's why it was in my mind. Um, <laughs> that's why. I was in. Is he the most successful wrestler to become an actor? Yeah, yes. by far. I mean, right. far. Who, I, don't, I don't think who anybody else, else who would be. Of? I don't know who Hulk would be Hogan, in the con. Jesse, Jesse, John, Jesse John the body Cena. Ventura. Jesse the body Ventura. John Cena. It's no, it's, it's not. But yeah, but there's nobody. There's nobody else who's even no. even close. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. No. In fact, you could. I was wondering if I was forgetting say somebody, that he but. is more. Eh, you can't really say that he's more successful as an actor than he is as a wrestler because he's one of the five most important wrestlers of all time. Do you, do you? Yes, for a very long time under different names. No, he was always the Rock. No, no he wasn't was he? Rocky Maivia. Maivia, yeah, well, he was he Rocky Maivia. Gimmick, different gimmick. What was he in the Nation of Domination? Yes, Nation of Domination. But that was just a different gimmick. He was always himself. He didn't like. He didn't go as like. He didn't become a different person. He just was the same guy. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. There was. But I mean, he had different names. He had different names. Right. He didn't. He didn't come out in like a different costume. No, 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 no. Right. No. No. Right. He wasn't. But well, well, he did come out in different costumes. Because again, like when he was Rocky Maivia, he was like the like guy from the islands and then mm-hmm. he was in the nation of domination where he was like the black islam guy and then he was just the because rock he was he he was he turned heel and then he uh he was heel yeah. well this is the, at a moment when all of the most at a moment when the heels were becoming so beloved by the audiences that the, to get really really hot you had, had to be to. a great heel who went face uh, but without yeah. changing your thing this is what what stone cold yes. did this is one of the I, I just listened to uh, our buddy adam white sent me uh christian and edge you remember them, Sonny? They do a podcast, which is very good. And they had like a two-hour show where they brought in Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and Bret Hart talking about a single match. Oh, that's great. Sky. And really? it, was, it was so great. Was it the 60-minute? Didn't those two have like a 60-minute? It was like, WrestleMania 13. Falls. Oh. It was a WrestleMania 13 <laughs> submission match. Submission and match. One right, yeah. of all the interesting things about this is that this was a moment at which the WWE had a no-color policy. You know what that means. Right? I do not know. Uh, it means no blood. Color is, oh, is yeah, carny, sure. carny mm-hmm. slang for blood. Well, like in The Wrestler with the staples and stuff. Right. Yeah. So they uh, they were told how they had to finish the match by McMahon, and then the two of them were in their green room talking about what they were going to do, and Brett said to uh, said to Stone Cold, this thing will only work if we do color. And Stone Cold says to him, I've been with the company for 18 months. I can't do it. I can't go against 
Vince's wishes. He'll fire me. Mm-hmm. And Brett says, well, I'll do it for you. And he says, I'll, I'll cut you. And this way, then, it, it'll be on me. Oh. And so this is it's what's so interesting is Brett is basically saying I've you know, I've been the company for twenty five years Vince will get mad at me but he won't fire me, and uh, and Stone Cold trusted Hart so much and Stone Cold says you know one of the lessons you learn coming up is you never let someone else cut you you never you always do your own work always do your own blade yes work, I have that turn you can't out trust and uh, he said that uh, Brett cut him more cleanly than he had ever been cut before and he said when you watch the replay. You can't, he says, even knowing that it's happening uh-huh. and watching it, I can't see him do it. He said it was the most professional job I've ever seen. Brett the Ant-Man Hart is the greatest wrestler. The excellence of I mean, execution. He is, he is like, I get, uh, but he's the best. And I, I get annoyed at people who are like, oh, Shawn Michaels. F that. Brett Hart. It's not even close. Yeah, it's not even close. Right. Brett Hart is the greatest wrestler of our time. Can I say my favorite Dwayne Johnson movie is Moana. That's not a Dwayne Johnson movie. He's I, in but it. But he's the great. I, I, it wouldn't be the same movie without him. His voice. I, he's really good. And he could sing. Turns out he could sing. Assuming that's his voice, he could sing. You left. You left the Fast and Furious movies uh, off those those box office. Yeah, openings, and right? Moana. I left Moana off yeah, because he's not. I don't count them as Dwayne Johnson right. movies I, I in the do, same way but, that I don't count Moana as but a again, Dwayne Johnson movie. I understand what you're saying, but I do think that it's worth noting that he revitalized the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, As you would suggest, in in, yeah. a, in 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 a very very real and serious way. I mean, he's in. Uh, um, I have to. His first one is Fast Five. I don't know if he, I'd have to look at the difference yeah. between Fast Four and Fast I Five. Fast and five. You, I'd have to look at the, look at the box office chart. It's like this. It's like mm-hmm. it's like it's like all right, one and then two and yeah, then three. Yeah, but there's more happening, right? And then four and then five and then five. There's a lot. I would say there's a lot going on. There are more people than him. All right, move on. I think we whatever. can move on. Uh, corrections, additions. You know, you could really say that the reason San Andreas is so high on this is because of Alexander Daddario. And that, you could you could say that have you, that is an Alexander Daddario movie and not a Dwayne Johnson movie. You should watch that on the big screen. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Does it over deliver for a PG thirteen movie? Mm-hmm. All I will say is that she is in the movie and she's frequently wearing clothes that are revealing and tight. And she just like exudes sex. Mm, mm, it's just mm. like it just like radiates off the screen. It's it's actually like it was actually like vaguely uncomfortable to watch because like it's a theater full of kids. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is. Let me just say, I just, I just Rick, to, what did you think? Of I it? need to, I need to clarify from the previous conversation <laughs> about under delivering and over delivering. A lot of these movies do, in fact, over-deliver for me in my mind. Thank you. Like what? Can I have an example? <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, in, Speaking of in kids Corrections in the room. and additions. Uh, in the micro episode, I talk, we were talking about um, the only good Republican is a dead Republican. I think we were talking about that, Sonny. And, that was a very and, deep point. It was, it was a very deep point. The only good Republican is a dead Republican. Yeah. The only bad Democrat is a dead Democrat. That's right. And I talked about MSNBC using Reagan's voice. It was not Reagan. I think it's Walter Cronkite. I saw the commercial again. They don't tell you who the voice is, but it's definitely not Reagan. Okay, number two. Our friend John Podhoritz says, correction, Gwyneth Paltrow was four years old when he babysat her. So she was not an infant. Not so an I would infant. Tr- I would trust, Toddler. I would trust teenage John Pod to handle well, a, a three- or four-year-old because that is different than like a baby who like got to warm the bottle for 60 mm-hmm. seconds. Plus, all the st- her yeah, yeah. diet is very specific. Even at four, it was very specific. Oh, stop. <laughs> Don't, I, I won't listen to 
to Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. Uh, a couple of a couple of other uh, uh, housekeeping uh, notes here. Uh, I went on Saturday to a lovely memorial mass for Kate O'Byrne. Uh, oh, it's been good. a year uh, since she passed, and so this mass was at the Oakcrest School. Uh, and they established a scholarship in her name, the Kate Walsh O'Byrne Scholarship Fund for Oakcrest. Go to oakcrest.org. Thank you. But while I was there at mass, I ran into two substandard listeners. Her son. Phil, because you told me about this from yep. last year. Yep. And so uh, a great guy. He listens to us on He's uh, an amazing his guy. commute. He Phil should be O'Byrne. president someday. God bless him. And as I was- I'm, wa- not, I'm not kidding, no, Phil. You should run for office. He, Sorry. And he also has a stature. Uh, I was walking out of the church. Guy comes up to me and says- Hey, he's smiling. He goes, excuse me, is your name Gene? I said, no. It's, <laughs> and I said, but I totally was not in that mindset. So I said, I said, no, it's uh, Vic Mattis. And he starts laughing. He goes, no, no, no. I'm making a Gene Shallow joke. I said, oh, my, oh, my gosh. Let's get out of church first. I will discuss my show. And then we go out. And it turns out he's a guy you know. Uh, his name is Michael Collins. He's a lawyer. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he, bl- I believe he had guy. you down at Amelia Island. Yep. yep. Michael's a great guy. Day. Wonderful guy, so thank you very much. I didn't know Michael listened to the show. That's funny. Oh, yeah, huge fan. Uh, huge fan of the show. So uh, thank you all for listening. Can I, can I Please. drop something in before we get out? Yeah, I, uh, a friend of the show, Timothy Lewis, who uh, is part of the, the weekly substandard extended universe, sent me a giant box of meat to help me in my no carving and it's so it's all this jerky oh from some gosh. Kansas City place, and it's things like crocodile jerky. Kangaroo jerky, oh. venison jerky. You got to bring that in. You got to uh, bring that in to share. I had meant to bring it in. You know what? I will bring it in to share next week. I tried it. It's very good. That would be very crocodile jerky. And so I felt like I was eating the rampage animals. As have I you was ever? Doing have it. you ever? Have you ever had alligator before at like a carny? Tastes like chicken. It, I, it's I good. I mean, I it's, like, it's uh-huh. actually it's quite tasty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have not. When I when I lived in Florida on the Panhandle, which is like the yeah. rednecky part. No, you can uh, fry it up. Yeah, you, you get a you get like you can get like snake meat. That's gator meat. <laughs> I love you know what it's. Wait, great. when did you live on the Florida? I, I love it. It's the miss, It's the hidden life of Sunny But You'll have these little Wait, teasers. So London, yes. My no, not Northern London, Virginia. Not London. He my in, he my on base Sheffield is, in Sheffield. This probably. is my uh, governor. No, it was it was it was outside of Ipswich. Uh, the 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 journeys of Sunny. Uh, <laughs> born. I was born in in. Well, should I, say, I I feel like this is like a security clue. Don't don't give your social security <laughs> yeah. number. Don't give your social security. Number. I want I what want the Raiders the of the Lost Ark yeah. style map yeah. with the red plane right, no, but that's flying like, from point I'm actually, to point I'm actually imagining it. Life. I'm actually imagining it in my head right now. Well, it start starts in Arkansas, uh, then to mm-hmm. Pax River. Uh, you were yeah. born in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> then to, then would to have River, this. This then to to uh, to England, oh my gosh. then to Florida, uh, and then settled in Virginia. Yeah, so yeah, it's just life when you're yeah. uh, Air Force brand. And lived in lived in D.C. for a bit, and then yeah, that's right. Then back to Virginia, and the Gobi Desert was somewhere in there too. I'm sure. Okay, <laughs> that's all the time we're giving to this the episode. Wilds of northern Iraq. Right. <laughs> Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victorina Mattis at Sunny Bunch. At JV Last, who now has 17 million followers. <laughs> it's very important that we keep Please. getting that number up. You could block him, though. You could block him. Just, just add him. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard or Podcasts. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Until next time. <laughs>we can mention the thing but can I mention something else first and we'll close okay. with that so people should stay through the whole thing good I watched a TV you, what, what did you watch 
You watched a TV. I watched a TV. Yeah. One of those things you people yes. are always talking about. The, the boob tube. So I was uh, I was walking through our offices about a week ago, and I just happened upon our buddy Kristen Soltis Anderson because it's like the Mad Magazine offices where you think they're like you know hey Kristen Soltis Anderson just sitting there sitting at the in the cafe in the cafeteria working on some stuff. Mm-hmm. And she said that uh, the wife and I had to watch The Good Place. She said you have to should just oh, do it. Should yeah. just the, the do Good it. Wife, The Good Place, The Good Place, The Good Place with Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. With Dancing. Kristen Bell and oh. Ted Danson, and she gave me the setup for it, and we binge watched it, which is to say we've watched three episodes over the course of two weeks. Congrats! And that's uh, great. And I loved it. It's yeah. great. I hope to be able now. There are only thirteen episodes a season, and they're only twenty-two minutes long. And so, over the course of the next year and a half, I hope to be able to complete <laughs> the Good Place. But I will have you know, it's not because I don't love it. It's great. It's very yeah. funny. We like it a lot. I, I've been one. I've been meaning to watch that show. I have not. Uh, I've not had time. But Vic, do you know about the show? Uh, no, I don't. The, the premise of it is so. It be the show opens mm-hmm. with Kristen uh, uh, Bell sitting. Mm-hmm. In an office, mm-hmm. and Ted Danson is at the desk across from her, and she's like, "Hey, wh- where am I?" And he goes, "Oh, you just died." Oh, and uh, she's like, "Am I in heaven?" He's, "We don't call it that. We just call it the good place." And I want to welcome you here, and it's lovely, and it's perfect, and it's very hard to get in. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you lived a fantastic life, and you did all this volunteer work with orphanages, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, in okay. Africa, and blah, so blah, far blah. so good. And uh, and so you're going to love it here. Enjoy all of eternity. And she's like, "Great, this is amazing. Thank you so much." And then she walks out, and she sort of confesses to camera that she's been mixed up. She simply shares the same name as that other person, and she was just this essentially train wreck of a woman living oh in gosh. Arizona, living in who's just a terrible human being who's and been the other, put into heaven by and accident. the other one is in a bad place, possibly. I, I don't know. I'm only three episodes in, but it's wow. and so the whole thing is her trying. And there's a lot of like Kierkegaard jokes yeah, sure. and Aristotle, a lot of moral philosophy jokes. Interesting. It's really funny and high level funny. I would say intellectually. Would you funny. say it is on par with Arrested Development? No. Through three episodes? No, no, okay. but different, yeah. different. Okay. Not Afterlife not. errors are very interesting. One of my favorite movies growing up was Heaven Can Wait because that was a movie I watched when I was nine. Uh, but it was, you know, it's... it's it, it, I, I Defending love your life. Uh, Defending your life is another like, one. Yeah. I, I love that stuff. Okay. God. We do have a big announcement. Big announcement that we're saving for a minute 58, <laughs> 59. If you manage to stay this long, it's like the end of Sgt. Pepper's when they're all starting to talk backwards. Uh, we are doing... A uh, suppose a, a technically a in front of a live audience. We're going to do a substandard podcast in front of a live audience on May 11, which is a Friday at the American Enterprise Institute in Washington D.C. Um, we'll have more information in terms of where to go and how to get tickets um, and, and how to attend this event. I don't even know if you need tickets or what the deal is, but it's going to be around three o'clock. We really don't know very much. about We don't it know at all. except for it's going to be that Friday, May 11. Uh, around 3 o'clock at a, a American Enterprise Institute in Washington, D.C. There's going to be a bunch of other shows uh, going on in a row. So you're going to have those other podcasts that we talk about on this podcast and some others all together, all part of the Ricochet Happy Family. It's kind of like Will when— Will going to be doing it too? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think they're doing their show the night before, though. It's like a two-day uh, event. Who are you talking about? Okay. The beacon, the free yeah, beacon. Oh, they're doing, on th- you yeah, they'll do it on Thursday. I didn't hear the first word. Sorry, my speakers. But anyway, it should be great, and we'd love to have all of you and all of our supporters come out uh, and really fill up those 
seats. I think it's actually going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do it like a different kind of format, and then I was hoping we would all like go out and have a drink afterwards. No. That's exciting. Uh, Sonny is shaking his. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure that'll be fine. <laughs> 